The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. Should old acquaintance be forgot? Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We are here to podcast and about fucking time our winter break lasts longer than the fucking Bundesliga. <laughs> Call me Harry Kane. <laughs> I am the living legend, John Mack, and I'm joined as always by a man who is no nonsense and all business. A man who keeps getting his shit stolen for some reason. A man who is as ruthless as he is technical the man who's had a thousand holes, Iceman Mark Crowther. How are you doing, Sunshine? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. It's better than Conan the other week. <laughs> I'm good, mate. How are you doing? It's good to be back. Not bad. A, yeah. So to speak. <laughs> it has. And to all our listeners, we want to wish you a happy new year. Yeah. Barreling yeah, through good. into 2024. We had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Quasi Kwanzaa, whatever you're, uh, whatever you fall into these at this festive time. Yeah. Whatever your denomination is. <laughs> did you have a did you have a nice break, mate? Anyway. Yeah, it was too bad. Um, got absolutely James blunted on Christmas Day, drank two bottles of rum. That was a bit of a mistake. Yeah, it's got to be done, isn't it? Christmas, isn't it? I was ropey as fucking tits, mate. It really was bad. <laughs> it was bad news. I don't I don't usually go off the top shelf, so did you have a banging dinner though as well? Not not really, because I cooked it, so it's like it's never uh, the same when you're cooking it, is it? What about yeah, you? Yeah, I can't enjoy it as much. I, I was doing it as well, so didn't really get to take it in, I think. But yeah, it was all right. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Had a few had a few beers. Nothing nothing hard like rum that you were having, I don't think. I went to my mates over the road, and he always has a bottle of tequila or Sambuca or something, and I already had about six cans during mm. the day. And so I went to the shop because the little shop near us was open. And yeah. um, I thought, right, if he's going to go top shelf, I'm going to buy something I fucking like. So I bought a bottle of Sailor Jerry's. Yeah. And uh, needless to say, he had a bottle of Kraken and uh, it got fucking messy. <laughs> needless to say, I had the last laugh. <laughs> no, I, I, needless to say, he had the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was arsehole spending 100 quid on gig tickets, pissed as a fart. Did you? What was uh, that? He was telling me about that Brudenal Social Club in Leeds, how it's a good venue for a gig, and he went to see uh, Municipal Waste there. So I was having a look through the gig guide on theirs, and I'm like, oh, fucking Chuck Reagan's playing now. I love Chuck Reagan, uh, hot water music. So I bought free tickets to that. And then didn't realise that a month later, hot water music themselves were actually playing at the same venue, and I was fuming, because I'd rather gone to see Hot Water Music. Did he cancel your tickets or not? No, it was too late, mate. I didn't realise till the next morning. (laughs) Oh, well. But he went off on a tangent there, didn't we? (laughs) Completely lost it it then. (laughs) We did, mate, but, you know, to be fair, it's like we've not spoken to each other since, you know, in early December, but, you know, we were out for a beer on Sunday. So. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> watching yeah, that watching us watching that throw on. away two points. Yeah. <laughs> Less said about that, the better. Yeah, man. <laughs> However, it's been a while, so we're going to have to uh, marvel in some more honesty. <laughs> Coo at some cretininity. 
swoon at some simpletons and bask in some bellendery. <laughs> it's credited the fucking six bastard weeks, boys. Have you got one for me, Mark? Well, there's a few things that have gone on over, you know, the Christmas festive New Year period, whatever. Um, that's saying it. That's saying it mildly. Yeah. First of all, you've got um, a little bit of a s- scandal, you could say, controversy coming out. It's sort of this was more towards sort of Christmas time. Mister Mister Jericho was 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 uh, was t- tweeting again. Well, pissed up. That? Oh, <laughs> that's not like him. What's going on? <laughs> tweeting at something like four o'clock in the morning or something daft like that on, on Christmas Eve. I think it was pissed up clearly because he's a piss head, isn't he? I think. I think so. Yeah. That Stephen P. knew was because um, obviously he's the lawyer involved with like A Steel Punk. It, or everyone in, involved with that side of it. He said something like, it was he on some sort of it? He was getting interviewed. He said, the only person who doesn't have an NDA for this whole thing is is A. Steele's wife. You know, we might hear it's about like it that, from, yeah. her, from her one day. And Jericho could, couldn't couldn't stay out of it, could he, clearly? He, uh, he saw this tweet. He comes, he chimes in going, I never signed an NDA. <laughs> like, like, like he was there. Like he had anything, anything to do with it. And he and then he basically just got he just got took to school, did he, on Twitter? Just he was like I think that Stephen Pidu came back saying, If you just have a look into your, your employee handbook, you'll see it in there or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> just it's, absolutely it's, it's like tongue in cheek as well, like just you know, because he's he's obviously fine, I'll I'll have a bit and see if I can get anything on him. And he's come back going, fine printing your contract. <laughs> yeah, one of them jobbies. And then he's he's come back with some rant going, I've never signed an NDA in my entire life and all this and you know, I would never I would never do this. I can't I can't remember who came back to him though, and then someone someone said something old, like uh, old Nick Houseman. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that, that's where it all it spiraled from there, didn't it? He said he, oh, he, he yes, replied. It did. He replied saying something along the lines of, Well, apart from the ones that you have other people sign. <laughs> so yeah. there was a bit of like, Oh, what's that about? What's going on there? And then there was I tell you, it's, it. I mean, it accelerated quickly over the next few days after that. This Nick Houseman guy, who admittedly is quite close to Punk, from what I hear, he's you know Punk's quite in with him. He sort of gives him some of his sources and stuff. He's um, the guy that who he thought was mates with Colt Cabana at that press gimmick. Yeah, I think that's where it probably started. Where it was like, oh, sorry about that, man. You know, I think that's where it all began. Um, and he he was on some podcast or something like that, and. He insinuated something around that Kylie Ray that was there for that first ever AEW pay per view. He didn't mention um, the name though, did he? Well, in in so many ways, he sort of he was referring to it, wasn't he? He didn't he didn't mention her by name, but he sort of referred to the fact that he's had people sign NDAs before. And then, oh yeah, that, sorry, I've got it mixed up because she came on un, came in underneath the underneath the post with like a love heart or something like that. Yeah. Which made people think, and there was rumours of it at the time. I've seen a few yeah. people say t- say that he he made advances towards her or something like that. And then, I mean, to be honest, it bridges into another man who's, who's going to be mentioned as well. But he was just getting at the at the pay per view that after that, the world's end booed out the building. He was, you know, chants against it. Apart from they were singing, this is what annoys me about that crap that fan base. So they were singing the chant, the you know the the Judas song. Then when the match starts. You know, booing him, doing this, putting signs up, and it's like, pick your side, lads. Which, which one are you in? But it's, it's the Michael Jackson principle, isn't it? 
Everyone yeah. fucking hates him, but you know, if you, if, but it's a good tune. <laughs> well, you know, we can sing along to it. It's, it's all right. But yeah, ultimately, I think Jericho just just needs to shut up a little bit because you know maybe maybe would have maybe would have been all right. But I think I think they've got a job on trying to rebuild him because they're not really going to address it, are they? And and they haven't because because Tony Carr just completely avoided the subject of that press conference as well, didn't he? <laughs> Which we are definitely going to get into shortly. Yeah. But obviously, we're going to bookend these two massive fucking issues with some some smaller cretinous behaviour. <laughs> we know we know he's he's always there or thereabouts, David Meltzer. What a shock! <laughs> try to try to spread fake news about uh, the elimination chamber tickets in Perth, Australia, saying that they've only sold seven thousand when they've actually sold well over twenty odd thousand. Moron. <laughs> Moron, moron. Why? Why why do that? <laughs> even yeah, but even apologized. He went, Yes, uh, WWE in WrestleTix said I got the n- wrong number. I read a number from the spreadsheet wrong. I'm sorry. Right. So it's not really it's not really cut it, does it, that? Because then cause cause these little legion of nonsense are gonna fucking latch on to that and go, Oh, seven thousand tickets. Surely you've got to be a bit more careful when you report data like that. <laughs> yeah, just a touch. But listen, this is classic. Meltzer prints whatever he fucking wants to print. WWE have been a bit cretinous as well in the month of okay. December. Okay. Cretinous, I think, like, obviously, the the big-time stuff we will discuss in depth. But this is... Um, they've, put a, they've put a picture up of Lashley and the Street Profits, and it just says, Dem boys. Mm. Yeah, but Matt Briscoe well, didn't like that. It. No. no, Matt Briscoe didn't like that. He just put, for real, this shit is hilarious. Triple H, whoever runs his, this Twitter, should probably be fired for lack of knowledge or they need to, or they need the taste slapped out of their mouth for lack of reverent, reverent, uh, lack of reverence. Fucking yes. Yeah, don't, don't be doing that. Yeah, but really. that's, that's, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be putting that on like the company. It's just some, probably some gimp on social media, isn't it? He's probably been. Hello? Probably game given it now anyway. After that, I'd imagine that's, gimm- that's proper gimmick infringement, that isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. But Meltzer decides to, to come out with some more bullshit. <laughs> he claimed uh, he claimed wrestling fans are not as college educated as the average person. However, you got to get this in there. AEW fans are more educated than WWE fans. Well, of course they are. <laughs> Based on a- what? <laughs> absolute fucking crevice, and then. <laughs> On his uh, Observer radio show, the uh, Warner Brothers Discovery WWE deal, he says he's not dead in the water, which most, they're the guys that are AEW are at the moment, right? Yeah, yeah. So, fucking hell. And this this is just, I'm just highlighting this. This is one of a number, a number yeah. of these message board Muppets, right? And this guy, Jaeger387, three underneath his put. Well, Tony just needs to show the WBD executives how shitty the cage match ratings are for WWE shows and the lack of five-star matches they had. Surely that should be enough to convince them and prevent Raw from going on WBD and Dynamite being dropped. Well, like these, like these television executives give a shiny shit to what a cage match or melts us rating it. <laughs> just these yeah. people... Fucking mad. And then next up, we had possibly one of the stupidest things I've ever seen, which was a turnbuckle brain buster at final battle from Kyle Fletcher. Yeah. Mental. No bad. That was nasty. 
Did you see that one Why the other you... night? I mean, Austin Theory and uh, was it Carmelo Hayes? That looked nasty. It wasn't it? It wasn't no, a buckle. No. Like a, they do. A, they were doing one of them sort of Spanish fly things. I think you know them. That's quite a dodgy yeah. move, anyway. And I think it someone tripped, and they both landed, Ooh. you know, on the neck, on you know neck or head, and it, it looked nasty. So, yeah, but that's that's an accident. That's a botch that can happen to anybody. But this is like yeah. you just you just asking for trouble, aren't you? Shit like this. Yeah, it's fucking insanity. It's like when um, did Omega and Osprey do that as well? Similar sort of thing. I think they tried to do it, but it's it like didn't a really DDT work, but... on the turnbuckle or something like yeah. that. So much room for error in it. So dangerous, yeah. Just don't get why why they feel they have to do that, especially on a Ring of Honor show that no one's watching. Let's be honest, no one's watching that shit. <laughs> Try to get in the shot window, aren't they? though, you know, mm, I suppose so. To 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 get signed by uh, the other company that he owns, <laughs> that they're on anyway. That's seen by more people. Exactly, exactly. Fucking knobs. Next up is. <laughs> It's an article posted by a guy called Jesse Collins, who's who writes for Voices of Wrestling, some nondescript right. internet wrestling bullshit. What's and the headline said? is, What CM Punk Took from AEW. Okay. By publicly declaring himself as the enemy of the elite, he exploited a neoconservative ideology that had existed since before the company started. Punk had become a proxy in the never-ending war some pundits most notably Jim Cornette, had against the Young Bucks for doing too many flips and ruining the wrestling business. So they're saying that Punk's ideology was neoconservative in terms of wrestling, not in terms of politics, because that is definitely flipped because yeah. Punk's liberal as fuck and the Young Bucks are Trump dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes out of this. Punk took away AEW's <laughs> exterior innocence and optimism for a better wrestling future and replaced it with the traditional divisiveness and drama that has become all too familiar for wrestling fans. So it's basically saying just having wrestling that makes sense and gets over and draws money and sells tickets is uh, is divisive. It wasn't divisive <laughs> until, until it kicked off with them, though, was it? Let's be honest, everyone was loving it. Well, I know what an absolute complete moron. What? what, what why? Pete? Why are they still going on about it? Like, why are they still talking about CM Punk? That shows. That shows how big of a star he is. He's not been there for four or five months, and they're still going on about him. They're obsessed. They're all obsessed with him. <laughs> well, that just and that little knobhead. How, how big of a star he is? Yeah, that little knobhead turned up in Japan, didn't he? Like you yeah, I was going to mention that fucking jungle douche. Fucking Dickward Perry or whatever he's got. I can't remember what he's called. What a but all anyone could it. talk about was when they saw him was Punk, and he was getting CM Punk. Who gives a shit so. about Jungle Boy Jack Perry? He's a fucking oh, cretin. Fucking Tony Carr, but you know we'll get into it. But he fucking chose that game over you know one of the biggest names in the business. And that just says everything about that company. We do have a main event. Yeah. Segwaying, however. I have to give you this, boys, because he's uh, he's got some more shit to shill. It's another Woo Watch. Woo! So, old Ricky, on Christmas Eve, <laughs> has <laughs> launched his new side hustle. We've had Woo Wings. What? Woo Wings? <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> we've had Woo Energy. We've had Mun Everest dick pills. We had <laughs> them shit shitty gold chains. Yeah. <laughs> we had Ric Flair drip. Now, <laughs> it's fucking Jesus. He's got Woo Coin. <laughs> He's branched out into fucking crypto. Jesus. It says unleash the flare in crypto air. <laughs> what a knob end he is. Oh, God. <laughs> what is he doing? I bet he doesn't even know what it is. He do not have a clue. He just literally says to his agent or his manager, whoever it is, just accept anything. <laughs> Whatever comes up. <laughs> What's the offer? I'll take it. Yeah. Whatever it is, let's four, have it. Put my name on it. Four quid. Put a 40-year-old, you know, likeness of me on it. Fucking <laughs> okay, It just never, ever, ever stops. And when crypto crashes again, hopefully Flair will crash again. <laughs> He's an absolute weirdo, isn't he? Like beyond beyond the, the definition of the word. <laughs> but I had to get it out because we had to get it out quick so yeah. nobody else jumps on it because, you know, we are trailblazers, obviously. And yeah. uh, well, we need to get it Cornette's out. copied us. He must be listening. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Cor- Cornette and Brian Lass were about fucking 18 months too late to the party for Woo Wings. We were yeah, knocking that shit out in our second episode. <laughs> I know we were, yeah. Good point. <laughs> However, <laughs> we'll move on to bigger woo things. We've got a main event. Is he's, he's gone from he's gone from pretty moronic, but you kind of feel sympathetic towards him. Yeah, to just the most delusional fucking tit on the planet. It is the reigning, defending, undisputed cretin of the year. Yep. Mr. Tony Khan. Now, he has had a fucking monumental end to the year, mate, going into <laughs> the new year. So, yeah. we can, but we can only take his, uh, his 2023 performance into Cretin of the Year. Now, yeah. do you want to go through this with us? Because on New Year's Eve at the World's End pay-per-view, <sighs> he was a bit of a dark, but we had the massive fucking Jinder Mahal meltdown as well in the new year, mate. That was... <laughs> So, touched on it briefly before. Obviously, it sort of links in with the Jericho stuff at the post, you know, pay per view scrum or whatever they call them. He'd been given, you know, that Tony Storm. She's doing that that sort of film, vintage film star gimmick and all this. Yeah, she she'd given him this fucking like Russian hat or something, and he'd put it on and and these daft glasses. When she came in, which is, you know, quite funny, admittedly, at the time. She she fucks off. And then he sort of gets... This, this question start getting a bit more serious, you know, about things that are going on in the media at the time, especially the, the, the Jericho allegations. And he's been asked this question by... Um, I, don't, I can't remember which journalist it was, and they were talking about you know, you know yeah, journalists in a in the lightest way you could say that. You know, they were asking him, you know, what's the workplace environment like? Is, are, 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 is it safe for the employees and all this? You know, after these allegations from Jericho, and he he just shrugged it off, basically. And all while he's doing this, he doesn't think to go. Let me just whip this 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 daft wig off or whatever it was. 
you know, because I look like a fucking moron when I'm ask like when I'm generally ask, answering like serious questions. And he just goes, yeah, yeah, you know, we we take our we take uh, workplace safety really, really, you know, really like, strongly. We're really bothered about it. And I'm just thinking, well, he has to get he has to get the company over as well. He's like, yeah. oh, I'll put it against any wrestling company, it's the safest place in the world. Let's fuck off. I've never seen more injuries in a wrestling company in the, in four years. I can I can think of five or six off the top of my head. Moxley the other day. Matt Hardy gets fucking knocked out on concrete. Matt has to get gets uh, get, brain, gets brain damage. Off. Yeah, um, fucking Cash splits his arm open on a cut turnbuckle. Nearly fucking yeah. killed the cunt. Matt Hardy again gets a fucking steel chair lobbed at his head. Full pelt. I mean, I'm pretty. I was pretty good. Glad about that. But still, you know, I mean, Moxley's, I just, Moxley's concussion. Yeah, the one. Yeah, he's had a couple of them. Fucking Danielson's had his arm broke. All this shit. The most unsafe work workplace I've ever seen. One of them flying guys where fucking snapped the leg or snapped their arm or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ray Phoenix. Penta. Yeah, Ray Phoenix. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, loads of them, loads of them. And that's not even and, and that. That's just you know work in ring stuff. Yeah, so, that's not to mention what, the backstage kickoff. <laughs> exactly the, the backstage rubbish as well, um, and. You know these these pretty serious allegations against Jericho. You know that that's part of that as well, obviously, isn't it? You know, can people feel safe to work there? And, and the fact that he's just answering it with such dis, like disdain and like such lack of care, while he just looks like a complete mong at the, at the same time, wearing this wig and glasses, it's just like it just sums the guy up. He's just got no. He's just he's tone deaf, isn't he? To scenarios and situations, he is a deaf tone. Yeah, <laughs> if you will, but nowhere near as good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just think Jesus. you know that that's one of them from him. I mean, I know this crosses into the new year, but as well, but we've all seen the t- the the stuff about um, Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal. meltdown. Do you, want, do you want to talk us through that? I mean, everyone's seen it, surely. It was something to do with I can't remember. He put out some something about Jinder Mahal being, you know, getting a title match or some shit. Yeah, and he'd not wrestled for a year or something, and then was it the USA Network, like the network that Raw or SmackDown's on, and they just went, "What was the cage match rating?" Which was fucking class, yeah, absolute Brilliant. genius because they they know he's going to bite. Yeah, he can't help himself, and he just he just <laughs> ran goes on this fucking rant and stuff, and then some about Hook, and then everyone's like, "I stand with Hook and all this shit." It wasn't really about Hook because yeah, like... who the fuck's Hook? Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's be, I'm not a massive fan of Jinder Mahal, <laughs> but I don't know if anyone is. But, you know, he's been on telly before, hasn't he? I mean, I'm not saying he's been yeah. he's not been a star or anything like that. And, he's the next champ. Yeah, he's won, you know, he's won a few belts, and he? A couple of things in his time there. And, Three-man band, you know. And, and Tony Khan, he thinks he's trying to put the geezer down, but he's never made it, he's, he's probably made him more over than he's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing was, wasn't it? He was saying like, "Oh, well, uh, Hook's twenty-eight and one. Um, he's been a champion for you know six months and all this bollocks." And he's like, "He's he's so deserving of a world title match, and that's what he'll be getting and all this." And he's and he and he's he's got a, he's got ahead and gone. Jinder Mahal's not one for you know all this on telly, and it's just like, well, what are you doing? What are you? Yeah, but he's just done a massive segment with The Rock, which yeah. got over like fuck. And got people talking about him. Hook's not been on fucking telly for how, how long? 
Well, he has. He's just been fucking buried in whatever. Yeah. And he's not, he's you know, he's decent, but he's not a world, you know. You know, why? He should be on why, why? He's a kid who's learning, isn't he? The thing is, though, why, why even give it the time of day? You're like a, a multi billionaire businessman with all these, all, you got your fucking hands in so many pies, and you sat there on Twitter arguing with a network because they just they cracked out a little joke. It's hilarious. Like, imagine being Triple H or whoever or shareholders in WWE watching this guy and thinking, we're all right, lads, don't worry. <laughs> this guy's no, never going to trouble us. <laughs> it's because he's a mark. He's not just yeah. a fan. He's, he's, he's one of that first generation, which, you know, I'm in that first generation of like that age with the message boards and the, you know, tape, tape trading in the late 90s and the, the sort of file burning and all that kind of jazz. And, you know, he's he's got too giddy with it. He's just got, he hasn't got any, you could say, he clearly doesn't have an advisor or anything like that, does he? Going, Tony, just leave it here, pal. You know what I mean? He just—he's got no filter whatsoever. <laughs> but he's got no business acumen either. I mean, these roles that he's got, Fulham and uh, the NFL team—you've got to be just like you know, positions. Yeah, he's, got, he's not qualified like, for him, is he? He's just, no, he's, he's just like the, the novelty positions that he's just been given, and he's but he'll have advisors and he'll have a team around him. Whereas yeah. this is like his thing this because is one thing, yeah, it, he's gone. Nobody knows more about wrestling than me, Dad. Yeah. When it, when, it, when he's had people like Anne and D- D- Malenko and all these geezers yeah. around the place, J- Jerry Lynn, and he's clearly not. I'm, Jerry Lynn was piping up the other week, wasn't he? About something I can't remember exactly what it was. About he's leaks, clearly, leaks. And yeah, stuff, he's, yeah, he's clearly not willing to put any of them in positions of you know power and help get help from. I know he's put Danielson in some sort of dominant position, but I think Danielson's a bit of a bell end these days, to be honest. Gone off him totally. He's uh, a head of the disciplinary committee. Yeah, I'm, I got off him. Massively got off him over the last two years since he's been there, I think. Just getting involved with the shit the shit crowd and he's just become a bit of that. Same same as them, I think. I think he's just he's like, fuck it, I'm getting paid. I'll just have a have a bit of fun, have a laugh and you know, wind my career down. Because he's he's older than me, so Yeah, but why yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it's been worth it going there in the end. I don't think it has for many people. No, maybe, 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 Moxley, maybe financially. Yeah. Moxley's made oh, yeah. a career for himself out of it, hasn't he? Fucking hell, because he was a nothing guy, has. really. He was, he was the worst out of the three. He was like the least distance. pushed out of the three, yeah. And he still is, but you know, he's become <laughs> the guy there, isn't he? Yeah, that's why he's there. Um, but yeah, just Tony Card, just what a meltdown. What an absolute meltdown. And it's just prime example of why, no matter if you want them to be successful or not, they will never, they'll never be anywhere close to WWF. Never. No, he couldn't. He couldn't do it anyway. It's just, it's just gone down the TNA path, but a lot quicker than anyone thought he would. Yeah. Well, they had, they had, they had, there was a, there was a, there was a six to twelve month period where you thought they were onto something, and then it just went tits up. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. And now every fucker's injured, MJF's out. Yeah. I mean, at least they've got a decent world champion, but I, I love some old Joe, but I don't think he's the guy that's going to bring new eyeballs to the to the thing. Unfortunately but not, he, no. He's finally in a position that he deserves to be in. Is he just a you transitional champion, though? Probably, but you can buy him as, like, a fucking badass a kick, ass-kicking world champion. champion yeah. yeah, gosh, you can. 
and he's a good he's a good fucking promo as well. Yeah, he is. He's great, and he's just never had the opportunities. I mean, he wasted his best years in TNA. Yeah. We didn't really know what to do with him, and you know, at least he's getting pushed. That's the silver lining, I guess. But who's he, who's he, who's he going against? That'll draw him a fucking big house. Do you know what I mean? Hook. Hook, <laughs> Hook on Wednesday on Dynamite. <laughs> he should tear him apart like a fucking chicken wing, shouldn't he? But that'll go twenty-five minutes. That. Oh, of course it will. <laughs> Orange Cassidy will be. I guarantee Orange Cassidy will take the belt off him. <laughs> no, it's got to be Swerve if they're going to do anyone, are they? He's the only one who could take it off. But this segues nicely into our creating of the year discussions. So mm. it's been it's been a, it's been a fucking moron filled, you know, simpleton packed year. I mean, Tony Khan, again. fucking hell, again. He's he's he just and he picked it up at the end of the year as well because I thought Alvarez was fucking, you know, heading shoulders above everyone because Alvarez has come out of the woodwork. He's gone quiet Look up the last few months. Yeah, I think he might have realised he's a bell piece. <laughs> Meltzer, Meltzer's always there thereabouts. In terms of pure volume, Meltzer is is the guy. But when when Khan goes, it does it does stupid things quite often. But then he has these major fucking meltdowns on Twitter yeah. for the world to see. He's fucking imbecile. He did, just, did it as well, just... didn't he? With when yeah, you know, the counter programming bollocks when when NXT yeah. was that, that was early on in the year as well. I forgot about yeah. that. I just remembered That's... it. Last month, a couple of months ago, and then going on about all these bots. Oh, they're all bots. Like, you can't take any constructive criticism. Everyone's no. a bot, WWE yeah. bot, fucking lunatic. Cage match is great. Fucking they, this small subsection of fucking fans think I'm great, so that's fine because they're my yeah. kind of people. Alvarez with the whole punk stuff, yeah, he was you know, out with we himself as right. a complete prick. And all this, remember no, that. <laughs> yep. You weren't. <laughs> he was, not, he was just, worse than Meltzer this year, though. Yeah, he's just pure volume because he's just he's just a complete idiot who just I just I think Jericho made pace for himself towards the end of the year, though. Jericho, yeah, but to me, to me, he's less cretinous. He's more deplorable. If what hmm. what's coming out is is true, he's just a deplorable cunt. He's definitely the cunt of the year. Oh yeah, definitely. Ryback, can't forget him. Fucking dipshit. What was it? Rye backtrack. <laughs> Rye backtrack. Oh, he's Rye backtracking. Um, Russo. Russo's had a couple of corkers come out, but he's yeah. not. He's, he's, he, he saves his for a rainy day, him. But yeah, not as frequent all, this year. No, Disco Inferno's been very quiet this year. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> There's the odd numpty on, on you know, like nondescript numpty who come out with these bullshit. But in terms of pure volume, pure like levels of creativity, just non-stop. I mean, I've got, I've got, we've got to go for Tony Khan, haven't you? You've got to. Yeah, just he's pure double winner. He's just pure. I can't think. I can't describe him. I don't. I don't get him. You know, he's got. He just, you just wouldn't, would you? You just wouldn't do that. You wouldn't even give stuff like he does. You wouldn't give it the time of day. If you're a multi-millionaire, billionaire, whatever he is, businessman who runs a company, and you sat there on Twitter arguing with no, but what's the point? Like he just looks like a complete moron, just on everything, yeah. everything. 
How's he got the time? I don't have time to fuck about on Twitter. I know he's run. He runs a Premier League. Well, he, he's heavily involved, isn't he? I don't know what he is. Is he director of football or something like that? Or is he chief executive? I don't know what he is. <laughs> yeah, best thing he ever did for that. Get Polini in. That was the best thing he ever did. Uh, still, they didn't let him go, though, did they? Chief executive of Fulham, fucking. What is he owner? They get always he COO of the Jaguars or whatever they are, and he's running a weekly wrestling company, three shows a week plus pay per views every other month or whatever. How's he and Ring Tiger? of Honor? Yeah, Ring of Honor as well. I forgot about that. And how's he? Yeah, like you said, how's he got time to be fucking giving these people the time of day? He must never sleep. He's never sleep. He's like barely that. got time to fucking do this. No, no, once a fortnight. I know. What? I mean, I don't. I, I just think it. it I think I think he wouldn't. I think Alvarez would have won it if he'd have kept on his 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 sort of his pattern of early <laughs> early twenty twenty three. But then he he just went a bit. It, it just sums up, doesn't it? There was nothing to talk about. No one cared when Punk left at AW. There was no, no one was talking about him anymore because that was the only thing they were living off that for two years, weren't they? The all out stuff. Oh God, the feeding like vultures, yeah. So I think if he'd have carried on on that trend, he probably but he probably he probably would have won it. But we haven't really heard much from him in the second part of the year. But, when that um, came out at All In after the brawl out thing, I can just picture him sat in his little studio with his knob out going for it. Oh, get in. Yeah, get here in. we go again. Six months worth of uh, material and all this. Um, Ryan, you coming to bed? No, love. I'm knocking, <laughs> I'm knocking one out to this shit tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Tony Khan, just for the last few months in particular, and I know it's not in this year, but I, that that Jinderbal thing was just brilliant. It was just too funny. He was like, <laughs> he saw Alvarez out in front. And he was like, I'm not letting this come pick me to the post. <laughs> he was like, final furlong Grand National coming from behind. Yeah. And he's like, whipping it, from, whipping it hard. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get, I'll get a year's worth of shit in a month. And get in. <laughs> so for the second year on the bounce, it's Mr. Tony Khan, creating of the year. Can he make it a hat trick? <laughs> well, I think uh, from what I can see on our Twitter poll, he's uh, a shoe in for uh, the second Hall of Fame inductee. I think <laughs> that might be me jumping the gun a bit early, but you know, he's yeah. done himself no fucking favors this year <laughs> or last year. Yeah. Well, well done, Tony. <laughs> if you if you ever tuned in, you've done it again. <laughs> but, but we're just bots, remember. Yeah, we're not real people, we're AI. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think it's time to get back to the uh, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> the steak and, what, steak and chips or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, the steak and chips of, of our of what why we're here. Of our you industry, know, of our sport. <laughs> of our sport, great it's not in our sport. We'll take you over, ironically, yeah. to the Jacksonville Coliseum. In Jacksonville, Florida, home not of Daily's AEW. Place, is it? Not a Daily's <laughs> place in the Jacksonville Dag- Jaguars. It's Monday Nitro, 10th of February, 
No telling what's going to happen on Nitro, and we got a big match to start off with. In my mind, the best cruiserweight in the world right there. Well, he is the best cruiserweight in the world. He is the cruiserweight champion, although fans, you notice that Dean Malenko does not have the belt around his waist. It was a week ago on this very same program when six of the NWO, basically, you can call him one of kleptomaniac, stole his second title belt. Not too long ago, he stole the U.S. title belt from Eddie Guerrero, and he got that back recently, and now six walking around with the cruiserweight championship belt. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on here. Six! If you're anywhere in the building tonight, pay attention. I now know last Monday night it was you who came to the ring and took my belt. I'm giving you an open invitation tonight or any night for a wrestling lesson and a lesson in respect to show up. show kicks off with Larry and Tony. Don't really get a lot of anything from them tonight, do we? No. Pretty mundane for them. Fucking yeah. Larry normally chimes in with some sort of outrageous analogy or something like that, or a bit of sexism for you, but uh, nothing really. No. They just don't know what uh, the condition of Lord Woodentop is. And I mean, yeah, still, going on about a week. Yeah, surely week. he'd have some sort of update at this point, yeah. <laughs> Outcomes Dino you know, yeah. gets on the mic. I wasn't expecting that. Do you know no, what? was, mate. It wasn't too bad. It was pretty concise. Got to, got his point across. It was a little bit wooden, like, but... You know. Yeah, it was short and sweet. It's just what you want from him, though, isn't it, really? Yeah, basically well, called you, out you don't six, want more. No. <laughs> called out six. He's going to give a wrestling lesson. Yeah. Well, a lesson in respect. Back. Yeah. There you go. And uh, old Larry chimes back with, uh, that was a manly challenge. Yeah, he loves him. Puts him over every time, him. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> uh, we do get a treat to kick off with, though. Oh, yeah. Champ versus Champ. Cruiserweight Champ Dino versus US Champ Eddie Guerrero. Lovely. Never never going to moan at seeing these two masters. Two of the best in the biz. What do you reckon to this, then? I thought it was brilliant until it was rudely interrupted. <laughs> I can't agree more. I mean, obviously... Starts yeah. off as you'd expect, stiff and technical, technical. as fuck. Yeah, lot of lot of mat stuff, counters, that kind of shit. Stalemate. Then, yeah. exactly. And then yeah. you get an eight point five on the steamboat by Eddie Guerrero off Dino's shoulders. Magic. Yeah, that was Absolute naughty. Magic. Yeah, there's some serious. This we need to see more of this match, don't we? we? Need to see this match to its fruition. Yeah, to its full completion. Yeah, and, uh, I was I was very near completion watching it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, the thing is though, Dean was was mixing it up as well, wasn't he? He was going a bit athletic as well. I thought he I thought he matched Ed Eddie really well. Yeah, Ed, Ed scissors, scissors. scissors. Yeah, and he We've hit an absolute like Randy Orton level power slam. It was naughty. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. But we got that uh, picture perfect tilt a wheel backbreaker by Eddie as well. Yeah, that's. Poetry emotion that. What I did enjoy though, just showing a, just showing old chin lock how it's done. So there's a nicely worked chin lock by Eddie, and then <laughs> it was countered to a back suplex by Dino. I just thought, oh, nice, lovely, yeah. lovely transition. Abdominal stretch countered into a modified toe hold. Okay. Yeah, that honestly, that, 
Filth. submission that he had. He didn't lock it in for long for that toe hold, like you were saying, and modify it. it was naughty, that. It was utter filth. And then, like, Eddie tries, like, a wheelbarrow thing and then gets counted into a German. Brilliant. Yeah. And then Kleptomaniac, old, make some noise! Six comes down. <laughs> this is his gimmick, acting, apparently. A- acting like the fucking repo man, right? <laughs> and he tries to rob Eddie's belt again. Yeah. But Eddie clocks it. Gets it back, and then six one six does one through the crowd because he's just he's just a belt collector now, isn't he? Fucking Omega's oh, gimmick. He does, apparently, yeah. <laughs> he's had about one. He's had about two matches, hasn't he, since he's been there? <laughs> <laughs> and then sadly, Eddie gets counted out. But like you said, yeah. disappointing finish, as the count out was a bit fucking rapid as well. Way too quick. <laughs> but you know, it's already booked. <laughs> But yeah, I was I was I was gutted because the the three or four minutes, five minutes, or whatever it was before that was was really bloody good. Yeah, you always want to see a clean finish with these two, don't you? On TV, you do tend to get some of these really good matches that we like. They're always a screwy finish, aren't they? Which is a shame. Yeah, but looking at it objectively, it really, done it, I suppose that's a, it. Further's the sixth feud with both of them because he's still got Dino's belt, and he as well. And yeah. let's be honest, four minutes of these two in a ring is better than, you know, most people have in their entire career. Yeah. It's still still great quality in the very short time we had, so I wasn't complaining, really. It's a little bit great. Next up, old DDP comes out with a chair. No fanfare, no flamboyance, all business. You know, it's pretty obvious that DDP's got a big old bullseye in the middle of his forehead. And uh, because of that, I got something to say. I've never been accused of being the smartest guy, and this might be one of the stupidest things I've ever done. But I come out here tonight to make a statement. And the statement is, I'm tired of running. If something's going to happen, let's let it happen right now. Oh, my. That's almost like a challenge, I would think, Larry. It's a smart move. I know you're out there. He's calling out. Who's he calling out? I I thought it was new music. It It didn't sound like Smells Like Yoga. I'll have to to go back and listen because I didn't notice that, to be fair. I'm wondering if was was there any sort of lawsuit against that music at any point that they had to change it. I remember him going coming out on like Jay Leno TRL, yeah, no TRL on MTV, and Dave Grohl was on it, and he comes out to that, and Dave Grohl's going hello, hang about. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Sounds, sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure I wrote part of that. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I just misheard him. It did sound like new music. Yeah, you might, you might want to, Ooh, if you double check we'll it, maybe to, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, I thought he cut a pretty, pretty decent promo. Yeah, he did. Thought he had a nice, serious edge to it. You know, he's he's normally quite brazen, quite cocky, and all like that. But it was like straight to business on this one. I thought. Yeah, he's, he's saying that he's got a bullseye on his head. And he said he's not the smartest bloke in the world, and this may be very stupid, but he's trying to make a statement. Mm-hmm. He's tired of running. 
And if something's going to happen, then do it now. I think he was referring to the outsiders there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at that juncture, Wooden Goff Sting and old Randall Savage move through the crowd. They've got a bat. Yeah. Page just sits there as Savage starts hitting his chair with a bat. Yeah. Weird. He gets up. Savage kicks the chair away. Sting pretends to hit Page. They give Page the bat and turn the backs like the, like Sting's been doing for a while. Can they yeah. trust him? He doesn't hit him and he goes back into the stands. Now, we've seen this a few times, but again, love it. Intrigue just fucking piled on. Crowd's well into it. Absolutely oh, ravenous. Almost almost Tarrant Pot, but not, not quite. But yeah, there's so much. There's so much. Like, what's going on? You know, what's the whole? What's the significance of the turn it back? Is it? Is it like? Is it like him saying, "Look, take your shot if you want to take." I don't know. Like, is it just to like see what people are made of? I don't. I don't it's so intriguing. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna? Are you gonna fuck me over if my back's turned, kind of thing? And if you're not, yeah. I can trust you. I'll give you an opportunity to fuck me over. But if you don't, yeah. then. Yeah, this is it like oh, this is your one chance if you want to do it, do it now type thing. I don't, I don't know. Like, I just it's so in, it's so like exciting. Like, I just want to, I do want to see it. Sort of maybe some more developments in it now, though. I know that there's like, I know there's a lot of time to build, but like, I'd like to see some other bits maybe soon. I think we will. To be fair, yeah, it's a slow build, isn't it? It's slow burn. I, I mean, I, I am enjoying it though. It's long term storytelling, you know. Yeah. Tony Khan style. <laughs> so here's a question. If you want to shill your products, who would you get to shill them? Um, the pubic enema, obviously. And if you had a horseman shirt to sell, who would you get to sell it? Pubic enema? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You'd, you'd probably choose Flair and Arne, wouldn't you? Maybe, yeah. These dickheads have chose Mongo and Benoit to fucking sell their products. It just baffles my head. Absolutely baffling. Flair and Arm weren't available. <laughs> no, Arm's still chilling in his hotel. <laughs> but next up, we get Conan versus Bobby Eaton. Now, this is a guy who could have a five-minute match and actually get something good from Conan and get him over. Yeah. But we don't get that. <laughs> yeah, we don't get that at all. It's it's about as one side as it gets, really, isn't it? <laughs> it does that it does that daft fucking forward roll clothesline thing, but from behind this time. If anything, it makes it look slower and less impactful, which is hard yep. to do. <laughs> then he does it from the front. Then he does that naughty move that he calls the one eight seven yeah. for free. That was it. it was short. Bobby Eaton deserves much better, but it was in, inoffensive, I guess, and makes Conrad look all right-ish, I guess. I don't know what they're doing with Conrad, do they? Like one minute he's up, one minute he's down. You know, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with him either, to be brutally honest. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. But what do we get next, Marcos? Get the next edition of... <laughs> well... We 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 get the next edition of Can Luger rack this big fucker, <laughs> but we before that there was there was a there was there was a, there was a little bit to unpack, wasn't there? Well, we've well 
I say that we thought we were going to get Lex Luger's latest issue, but we didn't actually get it in the end, did we? Um, that's what it was initially announced as. Um, so Luger comes down, gets a big reaction. He's got a big, he's got a kick, he's got a cast on his left arm, left wrist. Yeah, it's um, well shoddy though, isn't it? Proper shoddy. Yeah, it looks dodgy. It looks like they've just put it together five minutes before he's come out. Have you seen like that it. Nash thing where he's sat in the wheelchair yeah. and he's got his yeah. leg in the car and he just gets up? That's yeah, how yeah. shit it looks. Yeah, it looks like that proper paper mache job. Like, just lobbed it together. Yeah. <laughs> Art attack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he comes yeah, um, Buchanan job. <laughs> so he comes down, gets a great reaction, as he tends to. You know, he's over as fuck. But he's cut off by uh, one Eric Bischoff. about the cast. Uh, rumor has it there may be a uh, broken bone in that hand. Is that correct? That is correct. And just like the slogan says, WCW is where the big boys play. They do the NFL. I'm casting up and I'm wrestling tonight. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mr. Luger, Mr. Luger, Mr. Luger. This is not the NFL and I am not Paul Tagliabue. Well, you're not kidding. My name is Eric Bischoff. I am the highest-ranking executive in WCW, and I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to these fans, and I have a responsibility to you and your family. And that responsibility is to not let a wrestler wrestle hurt. So unless you've got a doctor's release, or unless you've got a friend who's the doctor and has got an x-ray machine in his back pocket, I'm afraid, my friend, you are not wrestling tonight, and I don't see any pockets in those tights. I need a release from on your desk to wrestle. I got a match tonight. You can't do this. Oh, no, 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 just so you know, and you have fair warning, I've got a plane to catch in just a little while. I've got to go out of the country. And unless I have that release in my hand, not only will you not wrestle tonight, my friend, you can forget about Super Brawl. I'm doing it for your own good. Boy, I can see this one coming. Either release tonight before I leave the country, or you, I'm sorry, or you, you're out of commission for at least four to six weeks. I know a little bit about medicine. Sorry, there's supposed to be a match here tonight. You can't do this. You cannot get away yes, with I can. And I'm going to find a way. There's going to be a match. No, there won't. Or you will be fired. It's sad he can do this. You Tommy. know, one of the hardest things about being the head of a wrestling organization is that I have to take the responsibility to protect these great athletes from themselves because... If I didn't, he'd get in that ring, he'd hurt himself. He would do something. Thank you very much. Thank you. I knew you. Thank you. Turn on. Thank you very much. He's got a big problem behind him. And he don't know it yet. Thank you very much. That's good. This could be a great moment of televised live sports. It all catches up with you sooner It's a big or responsibility. It's a, it's a responsibility that I take very, very seriously.
he's he's heard rumours that there's broken bones in in, in his cast. I was like, well, yeah, pretty good chance of that. He's got a cast on there, Eric. <laughs> um, and, and Bischoff goes online along the lines of saying, look, unless you've been cleared by a, a medical professional, doctor, or whatever, you ain't competing. Um, says he needs a doctor's release by the end of the show, or he's not going to be competing at Super Brawl. Which I thought there was going to be some kind of fervor. The sort of was, but it, we didn't really get anything for that. So Luger goes back and he's giving it like he's giving it such rubbish, like outrage. Like he couldn't have sounded less outraged if he tried. He's like, "You can't do this." <laughs> Even when he's like indignant, he's wooden yeah. as fuck. <laughs> I know, um, but he's, he's followed out there by the giant. So the giant's going to take his place against this. Ron Powers, is it? Is he Jim? Is he related to Jim Powers? Jim's brother, I put that. <laughs> but I liked it when when the giant come out and like he sort of behind Bischoff and then stands behind him and then Bischoff sees him shits it and runs off. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, I thought Bischoff was quite good in this, like yeah. proper slimy heel work, protecting shit, these yeah. guys and going at lengths to do so. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's it's rare that he's good, but you know he he did his bit. The match in itself was nothing really. It was just dominance, wasn't it? You know, domination, yeah. scoop slam, uh, choke slam. Giant, giant is getting over, and they do pop big for the choke slam. So it would mean it, it was irrelevant, literally completely irrelevant. But it furthers the Luger Giant tag team stuff. It sparks a Luger NWO interaction that we haven't seen much of yet. To be fair, no, not um, really, not since that sixty-man Royal Rumble thing, whatever they did, but. What got me was, seeing as they apparently battered him with pipes the other week, it's not brought up. Not a single mention of it. <laughs> However, today's there to get a word from the Giant. All right, Mike, today. Thank you very much, Tony Schiavone. The recent ruling by Eric Bischoff, which at this point looks like Lex Luger is not going to be able to compete at Super Brawl. The Giant, this is a situation where even if you are the biggest man in professional sports today, how can you be expected to go out against both members of the Outsiders Hall and Nash? First of all, we're not dealing with a regular man here. We're dealing with a true fire-breathing, walking, 7'4", 475-pound Giant! concerned about a partner because I have a partner and that partner is Lex Luger Lex Luger opened the door for me when nobody else would because they were scared because they were intimidated because they thought they couldn't trust me Lex Luger has the heart, and he has the intensity. That's why tonight, I want to ask right here, I need to ask Lex one question. And when I get my answer, when I get my answer, Well, it looks like you're going to have an opportunity to ask that question, because the total package is headed to the ring. Luger has got to be irate. The one question I have to ask you. After everything that Holland Nash has done, 
everything that they put us through. If you had a chance to go for the gold, to go for the belts, would you ever let anything stop you? Ah, like quite, Luger? Quite a question. No, I wouldn't. As I thought you'd say. If you were in my position and the roles reversed, you wouldn't stop either. So with this in mind, the only thing that I'm going to say is in February in San Francisco, at the match, when it's me alone in the ring with Hall and Nash, and I come out the victor after I beat them like I own them, I'm going to walk away from San Francisco with two gold belts. The WCW World Heavyweight Championship Tag Belts. One of them is mine, and the other one is yours. He's on um, Mean Gene duty tonight, isn't he? Yes, how can he go against two men? But he says he's not a regular man. He's a fire-breathing giant. I've not seen any fire. Essentially, no. no fire. Even when he had his big match against Hogan, he come down pedestrian as fuck. <laughs> boo boo job face. <laughs> and he says he's not concerned. Luger's his partner, and he'll be there. The solid, yeah. but he needs to ask Luger one question. So here he comes. Yeah. If you had the chance to go for the belts, would you let anything stop you? He says no. So he's going to beat them alone if he has to, and then he'll give a belt to Luger. It wasn't the worst giant promo, to be fair. We've seen a lot of fucking chitter ones and that. No, it wasn't his worst promo, but he did almost get his favourite catchphrase in there. Uh, World heavyweight champion tag team belt. <laughs> yeah, he loves a bit of that, doesn't he? Fucking hell. It's going back to default. <laughs> so we get a really woeful NWR advert for a Hogan t-shirt. Fuck me, it was bad. <laughs> Then the outsiders rock up in a limo with uh, Big Bubba. Old kleptomaniac Voyeur 6 is filming it for some reason. Yeah. Big have Bubba robbed literally. Bubba. No. Have the elite literally robbed every last fucking vestige of these fuckers filming yeah. it as well? It's just fucking ridiculous. Of course they are. Um, Big Bubba wants DDP at Super Brawl. I don't, I don't like the sound of that. Why? Apparently he's the man for the job. I don't hate it because I know Bubba can work, but you, you, you hopefully want somebody a bit better against TDP. Yeah, it's a bit of a deflating one. It's the, it was a similar one. To, didn't he get who did he have? Scott Norton at the last pay per view. It's just like deflating as fuck. Like, can we give him someone a bit better now? I mean, I, I think like I said, uh, sold out. It's going to be like a gauntlet fucking thing. He's going to have to get through all the little jobby. Fucking, he's going to be chin lock next, isn't it? He's going to have to get yeah, all through all them. In Buff Bagwell and all this. End of level boss is fucking Kevin Nash or something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just I'd like to see a bit, like to see him have a bit of a better match, really. Wouldn't we all, Mark? Wouldn't we all? <laughs> so, so next up, we get the Steiners, lovely versus low voltage. Yeah. Hmm, Not can't so imagine this being long. <laughs> longer than you would imagine it would be <laughs> we get a little in- insert promo don't we by the 
the Steiners. They said they've got to start at the bottom again now that you know the the injustice that they had basically got to prove themselves all over again. They said, which I thought it was all right. You know, yeah, gives yeah. them a kind of goal of what the next, what their path's going to be now going forward. He said, um, "Come to the Cow Palace, and I'll make you famous." And uh, it's a good three years before Undertaker started making people famous. So, yeah, is that where he got it from? <laughs> yeah, probably four corners match at Super Brawl. I said mm. it was coming. I said it was coming, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, Not get very. rid of the pubic enema, and then I'd be happy with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's what it is, isn't it? So uh, Scotty starts lobbying one of them about as Alan and Sherry uh, stand in the aisle. Yeah, Faces of fear rock up, try to intimidate. The pubic yeah. show up, wearing on with themselves. Rick, <laughs> Rick like, Moore's the other one. That's what we need to do, Rocco, and all this. It's like, oh, God. Uh, go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Rick starts mauling the other one, tears his arm up. One of the voltages tries a springboard, but gets mid-air powerbombed by Rick, which looks fucking mint. Yeah, dirty. <laughs> There's some fucking knobhead in a massive green cowboy out in the front row, which was doing my head in. He was piping up all night. Him. He's doing my yeah, head he's in. doing my <laughs> And then the uh, top row bulldog gets the win. Yeah. Just uh, just Steiner's doing their shit, and rightly so. Yeah. It took a bit long. I thought there'd be a bit of an aftermath with all the tag teams, but it was all just... Just went away, didn't it? A bit, bit flat in the end. Yeah, uh, there's but, no heat to it. Uh, it's just like they're all just coming out to watch, but there's no payoff to it, you know. I mean, you should have them three going sick at each other because, and that that plays into the sort of outsiders thing of they're all against each other instead of it being three of them versus the the common enemy. But what do I know? You know, Tony Khan, are you? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so out come the NWO to take over the comms desk six Bischoff outsiders and Nicky P call out yeah. Randy Anderson and he comes out with his wife and kids and she has got one of the worst <laughs> Sally Webster mullets on her head absolute Spe- shocker speaking of British soaps do you not think uh, Nick Patrick strikes a s- very strong resemblance to Nick Cotton of EastEnders fame <laughs> 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 hello, hello <Mom. laughs> fucking hell I never thought in a million years Nick Cotton would get a fucking mention on here well he fu- I swear I swear Nick Patrick watched like a few episodes of EastEnders on like a UK tour and he's gone yeah that's the look I'm going for <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my jam that <laughs> fucking hell so Randy Anderson wooden as fucking MDF the biggest pot belly you've ever seen in your life as well. Yeah. He's asking for his job back. Yeah. And Bischoff, to his eternal credit, plays a blinder here. He acts remorseful and sensitive to his kids and tells his kids to remind their dad he's still fired. <laughs> to be fair, it was it it, it it very rarely happens. It was a belter of an episode from Bischoff, really. It really was. So... <laughs> Bischoff tells him to deal with the adversity and uh, he can fight Nick Patrick next week. If he wins, he gets his job back. His wife says no because he's had cancer. And then Nash just says, well, Nick Patrick's undefeated. <laughs> it was it was fucking awful television, but Bischoff was genuinely great on this. I thought it was Complete really funny. <laughs> slimy prick. No, he played, the, he played the slime ball sort of 
corrupt boss quite well, didn't he, in this episode? I thought, I thought he was great. And then now we get the working man's champs, the outsiders. They come down <laughs> to wrestle against the extreme again. <laughs> and I'm I'm thoroughly I was thoroughly enjoying this cunty NWO segment. Bischoff's so much better without Hogan. Yeah, he is. Because he sort of he he, he... He sort of he can he, he he can sort of blend in with it a bit better, can't he? Because Hogan's so yeah. cartoony, whereas yeah. he sort of does fit a little bit as like the little fucking arsehole Richard boss, Hammond. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was really good, just dumb, dumb as shit. NWO stuff. We haven't seen this sort of stuff in ages from him. No, we haven't. And then the match, the match is inconsequential. To be fair, outsiders yeah. jump them in the aisle and proceed to absolutely lever the pair of them. Sack of shit by all. Nash still has his shades on. Yeah. Nash does some shit torture rack, and then Hall does a choke slam, and it just genuinely tickled me. I thought it was great. Did did he do that on purpose? Nash, do you think doing it backwards? There's like a yeah. He was what they're taking the piss out of Luger the Giant, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was. Bischoff was good on commentaries. I he was like, oh, can't believe these guys. What legends putting their world tag titles online at such short. And then they get on the stick, and old six is uh, interviewing, and he says it's a four star match of the year, which made me laugh my bollocks off again. Yeah, it's brilliant. So good. <laughs> And one for you. Now, another Matt Classic match of the year, four stars. What What do you guys got to say about the extreme? How do you approach a match like that? Yeah, these guys are unbelievable. But let me make a point. You know, if you people would learn to shut your mouth. Ooh, rather hostile environment. Think the people here hey. have common sense. Tell them, big man. You know, the other day, I opened up Webster's Dictionary. I looked up the word giant. It said goof, goon, dork, fool. They used it in a sentence. Oh, my God. You've got a giant boil on your back. You want to be a giant? You be one. Us, the outsiders, will just continue being... Two, sweet. <laughs> you got it. Hey yo, here's a little lesson in genetics for you, you big goof. Kevin Nash is also seven feet tall, except he stopped at the cool stage. While you slid on past into the dork meter. Ooh. And everybody knows that a couple of Clydesdales, or is it Clydesdales, like you and that punk Luger with his lame arm, can't run with no thoroughbreds. And in finishing this, Luger, we're real sorry about your injury. You shouldn't spend so much time in the back warming up. Better luck next time, because you know what? We are the sweetest thing going, and we are NWO. Boy, look more like the three stooges to me. Nash gets some heat, 
And then he says the word giant means goof, goon, and fool in the dictionary. Yeah. And they'll continue being too sweet. It wasn't Kev's best, sadly. No, he wasn't wasn't on his A game really. No, Hall says that Kev is seven feet tall, but stopped at the cool stage where while well, the giant slid into the dark meter. And I'm like, yeah, it's definitely it's not the best. Of this was proper shit, this. Yeah. After just on that lame. segment, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was a little bit lame, wasn't it? It was proper lame. And it's like, it, it was a shame, though, because the segment was comical as fuck and we rarely yeah. get to hear from the pair of him. And it was just lame insults, and which which I'm aware that's what we do. Yeah. Use, like, gimp and stuff a lot, right? Yeah. But we're not, we're not reviewing ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> True. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we should. Yeah. Probably, probably give ourselves the right shit rating, wouldn't we? Um, yeah, 2.2 <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was a little bit of a flat promo from them both, really. Annoyingly. Yeah, it, it was the shitty end to a very, very good segment. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let him off, though. I mean, they're probably out of practice, aren't they? They haven't spoke on the stick yeah, for probably. about six weeks. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, all in all, it was a good couple, good couple of seg- segments, I thought. Yeah, hour two, bang on again. They've got, they finally nailed got the it. Right they? Now. Heenan and Tanay joined Tony. They recapped the first hour as the crowd chants Weasel at Heenan, which was class. Love that. Yeah, that, that's never going away, is it? <laughs> so, next, I'm thinking, hey, up for the TV title, Paul Billy yeah. Regal versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, interesting, very intriguing was the word I, I used in my notes. Yeah, now it it wasn't as good as I thought it might be. I was going to say it, it didn't quite deliver. It was a little bit messy at times. It was all right. It's just I think it was a little clash of styles. Yeah, because Regal Regal's so big compared the size to Ray was quite. It was really evident on it. Yeah, and but I think if they had a few more matches, could get to sort used of to each other. stuff out. Yeah. I yeah. thought I thought it was some nice stuff in it. I mean, I mean we haven't seen rain about a month. I think something. Maybe. Yeah, has he been in? J- has he been in Mexico again? Or, or has he been in Japan or something? Like where's he yeah, been? Probably. Been somewhere, hasn't he? But yeah. last, do you remember the last time we saw Regal? He was getting like baby face pops. Yeah, who was that against again? I can't remember. I can't remember, but not anymore. He's they're, they're no. gone. No, that was just one week only. <laughs> he spends. Um, he spends a. Good thirty seconds to a minute, giving it to the crowd, which I thought was great. Yeah, he dominates it earlier though, doesn't he? To be fair, like as as most people do against Ray, he, he just plays the the the, bit, the the underdog so well, doesn't he? I thought Ray was a little bit botchy at times, but I don't know if that was just not being used to working with someone of that size at that time. Maybe Probably. I don't know if it was anything I mean... to do with that. Um, plus, he's still young, so he is going to make the odd mistake, isn't he? Of course, yeah. he is. I mean, I think. He would, he would try to do some sort of technical sort of reversals and, you know, stuff like that. It didn't really fly, but there was a nice finger-breaking spot. It's yeah. a fucking brutal backbreaker, but, I mean, with Ray, you can just absolutely ragdoll him, can't you? So, yeah. Yeah, he, Regal had Regal a nice like a little... sort of arrogance about him, didn't he? He was strutting about, but not like a cunt like Jarrett. Like, you know what I mean? It was, it was... He did like a little jig, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But yeah, I just I just thought it didn't quite mesh, unfortunately. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. A, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I would never want to see it again because I definitely would because I think they could do better. I think the 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 time limit was a bit. I don't think that was right. Six minutes fifty six seconds. That's what I mean. <laughs> Ten minute time limit, and it was like I I swore it was like five six minutes, and yeah, you've just confirmed it. Um, so they clearly had time constraints that they needed to to get this one out of there pretty quickly. The the story was good though because it was like. Uh, Ray, obviously, he's, he's, he's dominating him and he's like, he goes to absolute town on, on Ray, specifically his arm. And Ray yeah. gets that like springboard drop kick sort of hope spot. And Regal just, you can just see the, how pissed off he is. And he's, and he's like not yeah. wanting to be embarrassed. He proper loses his temper with him and like eye pokes and he stands on his head and he keeps him grounded, which is, which is really nice. And he's like throwing big lefts, but Ray's speed's like proper catching him off guard. Yeah. And, Stuff like that, and he thinks he's got him pinned, and then the bell goes. And so, I think there's more to be had out of it. I just don't think that it was At the time great. Always. I mean, or the or did not they not touched did they before? I don't think so. I don't know. I think there's a few variables that affected it. I think that was all. Yeah, probably right. Oh, god. Next up, we get the classic Kevin Sullivan. Kicks the living shit out of some no mark jobber. We get Kevin Sullivan <laughs> with Jacqueline versus yep. uh, Maverick Wild. Yeah, who the hell's he? <laughs> Not a fucking Scooby, mate. No, no relevance to anything ever. He just looks like a deflated Scott Steiner, doesn't he? <laughs> Not, a... but with a with a less luxurious mullet. Yeah. No weight, no uh, squatting belt either. <laughs> Whatever weight belt. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm buzzing that we finally get... Sullivan. Oh, no, I mean, I'm buzzing that we get Benoit Sullivan at Super Brawl. That's been yeah. announced. Deserves Lovely. that. Pay it off on the pay-per-view, please. But he murders this poor fucker, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, just no, like, no <laughs> wasted motion, just bang, straight in. Fucking get down. Gives him the old trio well. And the deadly stomp. <laughs> but ja- Jacqueline gives Jacqueline it in outside as well. Yeah. She looked mint. Monster clothes. Like, oh, she is mint. Yeah. She yeah. Is Scoop base. slamming him, clotheslines, nailing him, right hand kicking him. Class. And then carries on after the bell. Yeah. Yeah. Double stomp. Mint. Done. Done. Yeah. Absolutely done. About a fucking minute of just. That's this part of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then. Uh, Oh, Mike Tanay doing his Gene Oakland impression, not got his braces on. <laughs> Grabs the free for a chat. Yeah. Please, I want you to come back to us. Let's go to Mike. Thanks very much, Tony. February 23rd at Super Brawl, the Taskmaster. This isn't a wrestling interview. I'm talking to two people. Nancy, Chris, last night, I was laying in my bed alone. 11.20, Nancy, and the second closest person in your life called me, Paulie, and he told me, how's everything going? And I said, the deal's gone south. And he said to me, listen, you've worked too hard, you've driven up and down the road for years, you've bled to lose this job. This is 
the number one watched cable program in the United States, and I'm part of it. A big part of it. And he told me no side did he take because he happens to think a lot of you. But he said, do your job. Then he said to me, what would your mentor, Jim Barnett, say to you? He said, ha, do your job. Then he said, what would your tag team partner and former best friend, don't wrap me up, shut up. He said, what would your best friend say to you, Mark Lewin? One thing leads to another, but do your job. What would King Curtis say to you? You've been through a lot of invasions, but do your job. Benoit, when you first came to WCW, you asked me if she was really that pure. She lived with me for 12 years and picked up some bad habits. Nancy, when you were on the stairs of the lighthouse and you said, I do, you knew it wasn't no better roses. Let me tell you something right now. The difference between Nancy, Jacqueline, and myself is you come from a community and we come from the neighborhood. And the deal is this simple. I can go back to Second and Ridgewood and get anything I want at any time. And Nancy, you've been bluffing people for 10 years saying that you're tough. You got no main charge ever against you. You never pulled out an eye and you never bit anybody's nose off. It was a guy you live with that did all that stuff. So I'm gonna tell you this. In San Francisco, the first night you was in, you touched something under your skirt because you were intimidated. I'm gonna make it real clear. In San Francisco, when she whips you, if you reach for anything under that dress, you gotta pay to me because this is the most important person in my life now. Taskmaster, what? It's Kevin right now tonight, real simple. You want to talk? Let her talk. Jacqueline, it's Super Brawl. You're going to be strapped to woman. Nancy, see, let me set you straight. See, you and I are different. You came from a community. Kevin and I come from a neighborhood. See, you might think you're tough in your community. Honey, you won't be nothing in my neighborhood. And if you think Chris Benoit is going to uh, protect you, save you, listen. In my neighborhood to survive, you have to beat everybody, man or woman. And the only person I thought could beat me is this man here, Kevin. Tony Schiavone, the situation surrounding the Dungeon of Doom gets stranger and stranger. So he's talking to Nancy and Chris. Yeah. He said he's laying in bed and Paul Heyman calls him. Yeah. Okay. The deal's gone south. He said he's bled too much to lose this job. Um, He says, do your job. Jim Barnett would tell you the same, and so would Mark Lewin and King Curtis. Do you know who King Curtis, Mark Lewin and Jim Barnett? Yeah, but King Curtis is my son and all that. Is that it? Mark Lewin's like he's um, he's the manager, Mark Lewin. He's like a veteran wrestler, and Barnett's that... um, that fella who used to work for Vince and in the territories and stuff, and, and like my right. boy, oh, my yeah. beautiful stars, that guy, right? Yeah. 
he says, Benoit wanted to know if she was that pure, but she's lived with him for 12 years and she's picked up some bad habits, right? Boy, it was really good. It's proper close to the bone, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, it was. Really I think it was one of them where it's like, if you don't know the story, it'd be like it'd be really hard to follow it because it's like it's very like niche sort of references and stuff in it. Yeah. Like I think, but I thought it was quite good. Like the intensity of it was really like it was quite dark. Yeah, and then he gets even darker. He says, "Woman thinks she's tough." Yeah, but she's never pulled an eye out or bit a guy's nose off. It was him who did it for her. Yeah, it's sin- sinister as fuck. <laughs> He does that well. Does it really well? He really does. And then he says, in San Francisco, she's going to pay. And he says, it's Kevin, not the Taskmaster. And Jacqueline what? will be strapped to strapped to woman. Yeah. There's a good sign off that. This could be fucking mental. Could be. Could be very mental. So we get a nice recap of the Hogan-Piper segment from last week. <laughs> full, full recap. <laughs> full recap. There's, you know, 10 minutes of it you can skip through. Yeah. Oh, next, mate. What do we get? He's back. <laughs> He's back. Hugh Morris. Fucking versus... Hugh Morris. <laughs> Fucking Hugh Morris. And uh, but who's he against? Tell me. He's against the Earl of EDM, the Kaiser of Krautrock, the Viscount of Vorsprung Dirge Technique, the Baron of the Beer Keller, the Overlord of Oktoberfest, the heir to Hasselhoff, the Duke of Dusseldorf, the Hamburg Hustler. The Mayor of Munch and Gladbach, the Gatekeeper of Gelsenkirchen, Commonsy Bitter Unlistened to Craftwork, Fennick Vartein Hudson Younger, the Bratwurst Kid, Das Wunderkind, the Leather Jacket Lothario, Deutsche Techno Merzer. Uh, it's the Groster Tanzer, the Sauerkraut Saint, the Lederhosen Leviathan, the Grandmaster of Gagan Pressing, German Techno Twat, Alex Wright. I hope I, you do it every time, and I always forget which is the new ones and which ones have been there before. The, new, the, the leather jacketed Lafaria was absolutely that, that popped me then, to be fair. Um, the new ones are the Sauerkraut Saint, the Lederhosen Le- Leviathan, the Grandmaster of Gagan Pressing. <laughs> GTT. <laughs> it's a fucking waste of GTT, this though. Oh, no. I swear last time we saw him, he looked really good and got a really good win. And now he's been given as fodder to fucking fat boy Moonsault with Hugh Morris. He <laughs> does take a great bump off a motorbike, knocking him over. But... <laughs> That's the only bit of credit he's ever got, I think, from my watch throughs, I think, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, Morris tees off. Yeah. Well, GTT slips out, but he eats a big clothesline. Nice wheel kick knocks Morris out. GTT splashes out of the top. He gets aggressive, misses a drop kick as Morris, uh, as Morris has hooked the ropes. He tries a missile drop kick and slips, and Morris takes over. With a was power that a or was that intentional? I think it might have been intentional. Mm. And he fat, fat boy moonsault for free. Shame. Yeah. It's, not the, it's not the role for GTT anymore. He's moved on. He's a big boy. He's a big player now. Should have been moving him up the card. Yeah, I'm me. Me and you have always had a soft spot for old GTT. 
<laughs> and uh, I might bring, I might I might ask him if he wants to you know come back to wrestling. Uh, you know, we'll 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 make a wrestling company. We'll put him as our top star or something like that. <laughs> get <laughs> get him at soft pro against Les Battersby. <laughs> like twenty five years in the making, really make him the main yeah. guy this time. <laughs> He's bald. Yeah, like, completely him, like bald as a coot. Yeah. Next we get an interesting one. Yeah. It's um, how many random partners can Jeff Jarrett have this week, this year? <laughs> Fucking Benoit and Mongo with Woman and Roboto versus Jarrett and Chavo. A random pairing. So like, weird. I don't get it. But he had Eddie <laughs> once, didn't he? And Eddie fucked off on him. So yeah. what makes you think? What makes you think Chavo is going to be any better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strange, strange, but I suppose he needs someone to work with. They just probably picked him out of, the hat, out of a hat or something. Not roadblock, but, you know. No, nah, not quite. Bit. Not quite. Uh, ben, ben was intense as fuck to start, wasn't he? Um, he fucking tees off on him, and they're mates. Yeah. Chavo, fight, Chavo had some nice fire in this match, I thought. He tends to have nice fire. Do you remember the yeah. DDP stuff? That was quite, yeah, that was good. quite good. That was good. Came back, didn't he? Had a few head scissors, a couple of ranas, pretty nice. Jarrett came in eventually and he whips Benoit into the corner with a naughty corner bump, chest first. It's beautiful. Very, very nice. I like that. Did you see him uh, knock out that drop toe hold elbow drop FTR spot? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. There was, there was, there was some good stuff in there. And then, then Mongo came in. <laughs> Turned the tide a bit though, didn't he, with his power and stuff like that? Which is, I think that's his role, isn't it? Just the big yeah. man. He seems to he do proper it. flattens him though. I mean, and yeah. they cut they cut Garrett off. That quick <laughs> quick tag's nice nice stuff. Trouble gets in on the hot tag. Well, it wasn't a hot tag, but you know, it was a tag. Um, he goes on a tear. Hmm. Yeah, he goes on a tear, and there's a botch. He botches a slam on Benoit though. Mm. He almost, he almost sort of stole the wind, didn't he, with a sort of, was it a springboard? Well, not a springboard, but sort of a quick sort of blind moonsault. You didn't, it, the camera nearly missed it, to be honest. Yeah, that's how uh, Waltman did against Razor. That's how he stole that wind. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. Match. yeah it's quite it's a good little uh, little spot to, to get a stolen wind kind of thing, because if it's like out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Roboto's tending to Jarrett outside. Yeah, So. Nice. That's been fervid again, clearly. Well, well, I think like last week she stopped Mongo getting in the ring, so he could be counted out. But this time she stops Jarrett getting in the ring, so he could be counted out. So you think, all oh, right, maybe she's back on board with Mongo. Yeah. End up, end up because of that. Chavo was sort of high and dry when he eats a, a eats tombstone. A sort of tombstone, yeah, tombstone pile driver. Um... It's, a, it's a shit tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect from Mongo, though? To be fair. It was it was all right. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. We've seen a lot worse. Yeah, Flair and Arn come out and big arms in all denim. You know, Canadian tuxedo, Flair <laughs> business casual. Yeah, business casual Flair, or recently in in twenty twenty four business casualty. <laughs> and cut to short but beautiful promo, doesn't he? Yeah, he was great. I mean. He's the voice of reason, but that must mean he's a reasonable man. Yeah. What looks him more on that is fucking great line. What a great line. Yeah, that was class. 
he's such a he's got such a way with words, hasn't he? Like, uh, oh yeah, he's, he, he's yeah, he does. Um, but he was sort of discussing the sort of state of WCW, wasn't he, with all these groups and stuff, and you know what's the what's what's people's that you know motivations and stuff like that. I just thought he was. He's he's by far and away the glue that holds the horsemen together. To be honest, you know, because I I'm not in, yeah. I don't enjoy the flair stuff. To be honest, I think it's just the usual garbage shtick, and he's just sort of phoning it in a bit. Um, These days, in this, yeah, he is in this day in yeah. age. But there's, there's some fucking great lines in there. He's like, um, he says, if he wants something, he'll take it. He doesn't need a board meeting. Yeah, fucking great. And he says, uh, Jarrett may have caught Deborah's eye, but the last man to do that woke up six weeks later wondering how many men did this to him. Mm-hmm. Putting Mongo over at the end of the day. Yeah. And then then uh, uh, Flair, Flair jumps in, saying the horsemen are in town. It's not what Tanae asked. <laughs> That's a whole... It's, it's a bit, it doesn't, there's no like rhyme or reason to any of his promos at the minute. It's just like, let me get my shtick in. Woman or woman. I'm going to shag women, and it's just like there's no there's no substance to it. So that's where Arn. That's what I'm saying with Arn. He's he adds the you know, like the the quality to it for me. Like yeah. obviously your you, your segment is increased by having Flair in it just because of he's a massive star, but he's not really yeah, adding anything different. in context yeah. of the of the segment. Yeah, then he cuts to cuts to Benoit and he cuts wood of his fuck promo, like complete like Sullivan. If you if you do a promo off Sullivan, absolutely, you know. Shits all over him, um, 100%. and he's sort of going on about, "Oh, I'm happy to play your head games." And he said head games about four times in about ten seconds. It was just like there's just no conviction in his promo, is there? That's not CTE for you, though. Yeah. Just on repeat, set- head games, head games, it- <laughs> head games, head games, head games. And then we get the get the announcement it's going to be Mongo versus Jarrett Super Brawl thanks to Mike today. I'm thinking, fucking hell, what's that going to be like? <laughs> he calls out the Jacksonville Jaguars for losing, which made me laugh. Yeah, that was funny. Mongo <laughs> pre pre Tony Khan, obviously. Um, yeah. He asked he asked Roboto, um, what was that with Jarrett? And he says uh, he doesn't pay her bills or pays for her Rolls Royce. Roboto is just yawn. She's <laughs> crap, isn't she? So they're like, oh, I, I, I was so upset last week I didn't even shop. And all this. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't, I don't even listen anymore. But the, the thing is, it's like, they're so shit, these these segments. But Arn always like ups it a few levels. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it, so uh, did I hear this right? But is the Mongo versus Jarrett match? So if, if Jarrett wins, he's in the horseman. Is that the deal? I've no idea because I kind of tuned out. I thought I heard that was the deal, to be honest, but I don't know if I misheard it. But, but it doesn't matter because we get our main event promo time. Can they pull it out of the bag two weeks on the bounce, Marcos? Here comes Piper. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There you see Hogan. I appreciate it, but hang on. It's too much for me. I caught Eric Bischoff back out here with Randy Anderson. Getting on Randy Anderson, kids. Nah, man. That's too much crap for me, man. Uh, stop. Stop. I did not come here, Hogan. I did not come here to talk to you via some goofball satellite while you hide in Hollywood. I came here because last week 
You said you wanted to fight. <laughs> no. This family stuff, this family stuff, it's too much for me. Too much for me. I made a promise. I made a promise to my little kid, Colton. I made a promise to my boy that I was quitting. That I was giving it all up. Quit chasing them dreams, Roddy. That I was going to be the Colton. I was time to go home and be the father to Colton that I never had. I missed half my kids growing up. I have a responsibility. And then you, you bald-headed geek, you have to come out. Whoa. You have to come out. You're you, man. Come out and make me break my promise to my little boy. Colton, you know something, though? i tell you what. Just stick with me, boy, would you, huh? Because I'm going someplace and you are going to like it. It's like a I went over to my little boy, Colton, and I knew what I was going to do, Hogan. You and Eric Bishop, what are you, married man? Is that what's going on? What are you, Crystal, right now? I knelt down on one knee to Colt. I said, Colt. I'm sorry for what I'm going to do. You know what he said to me, man? He's a little mad. He said, go get him, Daddy. Tell somebody who cares. Shut up. Tell somebody who cares. That gave me a license to kill, and you're the target. Oh, that's great. You know, you're more pathetic than either. Either dreamed you were a piper. You know something? When your little boy said, go and get him, Dad, did you tell him that you've already tried to go and get him and you couldn't get the job done? Oh, I, I got it. You covered that up with the, the doctored up footage that you put together trying to show the whole world you supposedly could beat me. That's probably what you showed your son. But you know, what lie did you tell your son when you said that you, that you would retire that you said you'd be the, the father you're supposed to be, and then all of a sudden, you attack people from behind. The heavyweight champion and one of the highest ranking officials in the WCW. What'd you tell him then? And you know something, Piper? I don't have time to drop my schedule. I've got multi-million dollar movie contracts. I've got people waiting in line for the opportunity to get in the ring with Hollywood. You couldn't get it done, my friend. And all I have to say to you, is, Piper, is two weeks from now, I signed a contract to put the NWO title up and beat you again. But in the Cow Palace, Rowdy Roddy Piper, with all your so-called fans behind you, you won't be able to take all your six kids in the ring to hide behind because in the Cow Palace, on the contract you signed, the WCW doesn't allow cowards to hide behind their kids, you puke. You shut your big fat mouth up! <laughs> because I am the icon! And you know something? In the O.J. Simpson trial, some folks say guilty, some folks say not. In San Francisco, 
the only difference between you and Rodman in San Francisco when I get finished is you can't jump. Chrissy Tarrant. Slogans on a split. Yep. Absolute Chrissy Tarrant. Just, just to let you in there. It's massive, massive ovation. Huge. He's over as fuck. That and really he looks, he looks fucking awesome this week. The kilt's on, leather jacket. Yep. That's all you proper need. Proper Piper. Yeah, proper Piper. But. Hogan's on a split-screen gimmick from fucking Hollywood, apparently. He's on satellite, like fucking Dwayne Johnson. Do you remember when he was doing those promos with uh, yeah. Cena in 2011 or whatever it was? <laughs> Awful. <laughs> um, but I thought Piper was brilliant to begin with. He was, but I don't think Hogan had Brian Gewertz, like feeding him lines through a fucking airpiece like The Rock does. <laughs> Brian Gewertz. <laughs> Calls um, out, he does it. He calls out. He calls out Bischoff for the Randy Anderson shit. He calls out Hogan for being a coward. He came for a fight, and Hogan said he wanted a fight. He sounds like proper emotional as well. Do like you think he plays like he's so believable? Like the emotional, like unstable 100%. baby face. Like I think he's God, brilliant. Yeah. So that's how he's got over. He's a great fucking heel as well. He was just one of them multifaceted fucking guys that you, you know he could he could he could switch in one week and then switch in the next week and you could you yeah. could love him one week and hate him the next week he promised his lad that he'd retire but hogan's forced him back in the ring yeah he calls uh he calls hogan a ball that he geek and asks him if uh him and bischoff are married <laughs> he says he's got a license to kill and he's the target it's not right stop getting bond wrong <laughs> Stop getting Bond wrong. <laughs> and then Hogan, he said he couldn't get the job done, and he showed him doctored footage. He calls yeah. him a liar and questions his integrity for attacking him from behind. Piper fires up and says he'll get the job done in San Francisco. It's not. I don't think it's good as it could have been. Yeah, I thought it was all right. I thought it was decent. To be honest, but I'll never, I'll never grumble at a fired up Roddy Piper. But Hogan no. just could not hang. He just couldn't hang this week. He was stumbling. I thought he, I see, I know what you mean. I thought he did okay to begin with. I thought I liked the bit where he was, where he was like, oh, you, you showing off these fake footage, and I thought that was good. That was like delusional heel stuff. I thought that was quite good. Mm. And then he, he lost his way a little bit when, 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 like you were saying, when Piper sort of got, he took it up that extra echelon, like. Of like fire, I thought Hogan sort of he just sort of like he was he was a little bit stumbling. He was like, oh, you can't, you can't say that, you, you you can't say that, Piper, and all this. I thought he just lost it a bit there, didn't he? Yeah, last week he was great. Yeah, one of the few times he's been genuinely good. But yeah. this this week it was just like, all right, okay. It go. was average. I mean, it wasn't like shit. That's like no, he's done much fucking worse. Yeah, but maybe he's better without Bischoff. I thought, who knows. Maybe. Bischoff was there last week, wasn't he, when he did that really good promo? So, I don't know. Yeah, but he didn't say anything, Bischoff. He wasn't like licking his ass like he does. Oh, you're the greatest and yeah. all that stuff. I didn't think it was a bad episode, all things considered. I think things are heating up I in different areas. Just before we finish, I, I wasn't sure. I, I mean, I get the re- relevance of it, but I didn't. I thought Piper's sign off line was a bit weak when he was going about fucking like 
LJ Simpson. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. really. I, mean, I get. I got what he was trying to say. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I sh- he should have been guilty. So that's what I'm gonna be for you, or something like that." Like, I don't yeah, know. It's sometimes he needs reining in a little bit. Sometimes he gets a bit carried away, doesn't he? Yeah, but other than that, he was pretty damn good as he usually is. Um, he generally he reminds me of of Punk on AEW. Oh, Punk! Punk's massively influenced by him. Massively, yeah, he loves him, and he, he Piper loved Punk as well. So mm-hmm. um, he said it obviously before he died. So you know, he reminds me of that because he's got that quality. He's like the only one. He's he's one of only people on that him and Arn on that show that cut a promo and you genuinely feel invested, and you yeah. feel like they generally mean what they're saying. Which is there's not many people on that. WCW roster that make you think that, and that's what him and like I'd say Punk and MGF were like when when they were feuding. That was like the only two people on that show you believed them. You believe what they were saying. Yeah, um, I agree with that definitely. But yeah, like you say, it wasn't a bad episode at all. It was some good bits, some not so good bits as usual. But <laughs> I'm actually quite hyped for Super Brawl now. To be fair, things are sort of heating up in different areas. Yeah, some decent stuff on there. I mean. Obviously, the main event—it's probably not going to deliver, is it? And you've 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 made out to be something that I'm not. Ex- I don't know what to expect from it. You said it's some sort of Alcatraz match, so I don't know what that even is. I didn't say it was an Alcatraz match. I said it's the one in Alcatraz or from Alcatraz. Oh, I thought you said it was like a special Alcatraz gimmick or something. No, I just said you have to wait and see. Okay, you have to wait and see. Go for our weekly awards. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we'll have a quick skim over the Super Brawl card before we go because uh, is this the go home? No, it's not the go home, but it's it's ninety percent sort of you know in the bag now. So, right. um, what was your match of the night? I mean, I've got to go for Dean and Eddie. Yeah, before it was interrupted, that was the best by a mile. MVP. Well, I, I hate to say it, Bischoff. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I maybe he wasn't. Yeah, Piper or Jacqueline, because I thought Jacqueline was fucking mint as well. Yeah, yeah, just for those little moments, even those tiny moments outside the ring were brilliant. Uh, Sullivan as well, he deserves a shout. His promo was pretty bang on. It was, I mean, really it was pretty solid this week, to be fair. Everything, most of it. Um, yeah. What was your segment of the week? I think Fish that whole interview. Yeah, yeah, that 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 sort of. Well, it was like two segments, wasn't it? Almost the match yeah. and then. And the bit beforehand, I thought it was really good. The, the, the after promo was was a, was weak, but not the, the best. Bits, but you know, it was really that was what the NWO should be. You know, really yeah, funny, 100%. parody type thing. That was good. Um, but yeah, definitely that. Barnet of the night. I'm going to have to give it to <laughs> Randy, Randy Anderson's, Anderson's wife. wife. Yeah. <laughs> Sally Webster, Rosie <laughs> Turfy. She's been to Audrey's, hasn't she? Like a little touch She's up. Been to Audrey's. <laughs> Yeah, she's like a touch-up. <laughs> Speaking by, of touch-ups. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you meant touched up by Kevin Webster, that's all. Sorry. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> and dick of the day, the pubic Henry award. <laughs> I, I've got to go for six, the annoying little cunt. <laughs> He's doing me. I know. Ruined, ruined, ruined a good match. I know it's not his fault, he was booked to do that, but God, it was annoying. Um, and him just like yapping around, and he's like, he is like a little Richard Hammond fucker, isn't he? 
Yeah. Pointless. What's he doing? Drugs. He's not bringing anything to the table, is he, really? Video camera. That's about it. <laughs> He's like the fucking, what's that gimp called in the Elite, the bold fella? What's it, that's what he's like, isn't he? Cutler, this is what I'm saying. Cutler, They've yeah. literally wholesale just lifted everything, haven't they? Yeah, literally. Tragic. <laughs> Tragic. Anyway, our next one on this timeline will be the 17th of February, 1997, then on to Super Brawl 7. Uh, we might be dropping you a little uh, bonus, little past tense jobby in in the coming weeks just mm. to sort of correlate with stuff that's going on currently in 2024 well wouldn't you know he won the tony he's uh he's on hiatus for a little bit because <laughs> fucking hell it's, it's a slog that is hard work. <laughs> we'll get we will get back to it one day fight for the fall and no sir <laughs> <laughs> Do we just fucking skip that off and go to fucking the next one, the proper paper? No, we, we, we've got to watch it. We've got to watch it because, you know, <laughs> we're going to do it. we we'll do these things properly. All right. Okay. Anyway, so we'll be back with you soon as, well, a lot sooner than we have been recently anyway. As always, yeah. if you want to interact with us on Twitter, it's at Adjective Pod on the big X. Uh, like us, re- retweet us, whatever. We've got a, our poll up at the moment for the Cretting Hall of Fame. Get involved. Yeah. You, uh, if you want to uh, give us a, a favourable review on Spotify, we do take four stars, but we would really like a five star David Meltzer if possible. Please, you want to subscribe to us on it. Give it old. Uh, give us a Chrissy Jezza, Alex Wright, GTT missile drop kick on that subscribe button. Make sure you got your notifications turned on and all that jazz, don't so slip. you don't never miss an episode. Yeah, don't, don't slip. And, um, <laughs> don't slip. No, don't don't botch that. Don't. <laughs> Don't touch people in your locker room either. We'll take actually we'll take Chrissy Jesser out of it. LG <laughs> bastard. GTT missile drop kick. <laughs> the leather jacket Lothario. That's it. That, that, he should have ran with that as a gimmick. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back in the coming weeks and we'll see you then if you, uh, you've got any further business, man. Nothing else to uh, bring to the table. All right, well, I'll say them in more two words. Rey Mysterio. Cheerio. The preceding podcast gimmick, it was paid for by Look at the Adjects. Like a jacket, Lavario. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Uh... I feel like I'm sure I said that last time as well. <laughs> I don't know if it just completely passed me by, but it just it popped me this time. <laughs> it's a lot going on in there, to be fair. Oh, yeah, there is. You hear, it's layered. You hear new things every, every time, even if you've heard them before. <laughs> Nuance. <laughs>